Hey, I'm Matt Hudgens, and he's Dave Mulvaney, and this is Profitability MD. Dave, how you doing today, buddy? Matt, I'm doing good. How are you today? I'm doing great. It's got a little rainy going on here in Atlanta, but, uh, you know, glad to be here. It's it's nice in Florida. Rain's coming, I guess, tomorrow. You always get it a day before me. Yeah, kind of swiping down. That's exactly right. Hey, so let's call this one uh, episode 71, 90 Days to Profitability After Crisis. How about that? That's perfect. And I think there's... And, and the reason I like after a crisis, because the reality is COVID is not the only crisis that you're going to go through in your business. And so this is going to be about how to like position yourself to come out of something like this and look at the next 90 days and, and really get profitable in 90 days. Even if you, even if you're starting from completely broke and you don't know what to do and you're, you know, you're worried and what, what have you, um, you know, the sun is good, always comes up in the morning. It's darkest at the very, very bottom of the morning, but that sun comes up and that's what we want you to realize is that sooner or later all the doors open and we get to go back to work and we get to make money again, which is what we do well. But what's important is you really got to focus on profitability in this. You, you can't do things the way you, you were. You can't I mean, do it the way they were. So I kind of have outlined kind of a three-step process with a couple sub-steps underneath there, all right? So... Uh, let's start with this, with this, the step one, we've talked about this in the past. So step one is, and you just alluded to it is uh, you've been through crisis before, right? And so you've been through a crisis before most of us, it's 2008, nine and 10. And so what worked, what did you learn from that? What worked, what didn't work? What did you learn? What lessons were learned from that last crisis that you've been through? Right. And it could just be, maybe you got a divorce and the business suffered, right? Uh, maybe it was 08, maybe the market changed on you and your business, you had to pivot, right? But we've all been through crisis before. And so now we need to learn from that and gain confidence from that and say, well, what worked? What didn't work? What did I learn from that? Because the goal here is to give yourself confidence to say, I've done this before. I can, I can do it again. Right? Yeah. In fact, um, Dan Sullivan, you know, he, he, and when you think about what he, when he refers to the gap and, and so you're in this, you're in this situation where you've been through this before. And what, what happens a lot of time when you're, when you're stuck in this gap, you, you tend to look at how far you got to go, like all your financial problems, all the things that are piled on you right now. And you're going, Oh my God, what am I going to do? But instead, if you'll look back and say, okay, how far have I come? What experience have I had that'll bring me through so that I don't have to stare at that big obstacle. I can actually start, start focusing on the task at hand. So that right. Exactly. Right. And I'll give a couple of just examples of, of just my, my, you know, I've got a, a business owner and let's say they were more uh, taking care. They were more non, how do I say that? They were, take care of people at home uh, when they're sick, uh, mainly in AIDS in the 90s. But as AIDS got to be less of an issue, they had to pivot their business to Alzheimer's, oh, right? Yep. And then instead of just being at home service, it came to be, and we'll do kind of concierge services for you. You know, make sure your medicine's in conflicting, uh, take you to the doctor, uh, kind of an all, take care, you know, if I live in Birmingham and my parents are here in Atlanta, hey, how, how can I take care of my parents here in Atlanta because I'm not here, right? So it kind of, my point is it evolved, right? It started out as this thing. It was a, a, a 
for, for AIDS patients, hospice kind of care, home care. And then as that went away, it transferred into Alzheimer, right? I got another guy that was selling, uh, actually, you talked about going from owning real estate to being a property manager back to owning real estate, right? And, and owning the office buildings yourselves, right? So we've all done those kind of pivots, those kind of changes, may or may not have been a crisis. Maybe you even saw how you evolved as a business in and of itself. So the whole point of that exercise is to give you confidence that, hey, I've done it before, I can do it again, right? Yeah, and, and I think the most important thing there is, um, you've got to start with confidence and belief in yourself, in your ability to, I mean, I understand. Look, if, you, if you're not confident in yourself, it's gonna be real hard for anybody else to believe in you. So you got to, yeah, and we've got a great family, like my, my father-in-law, right? So in the 80s, late, let's call it late 70s, early 80s, he was in real estate. That went belly up, you know, in the 80s, uh, two, three, four recession. Then he got into something totally random, uh, uh, what, uh, funeral homes. Then from there, he pivoted to uh, temporary services firm. So that's contract labor, six, to tw uh, six months to two years, right? Ended up that being a $75 million a year business. Right. So that's three trend. That's just in his lifetime. Right. That he had to pivot. Those are three different industries. Right. So, so just as examples of people who pivot, they didn't, they didn't start out in this realm. They've, they've changed careers or, the, or pivoted the business. But anyway, that's a, that's a family one that we always talk to great genius of a man. He's, anyway. All right. So then the number two, step number two would be, all right, less inventory. What's working now, right? What are our strengths right now? right? What's working? So it could be you have a great client list. You have a good referral network. Uh, you do a good job of taking care of existing clients. Your customer service is tremendous, right? So now we're kind of inventorying what all that we do well, right? What are our strengths? Yeah. And I think a part of those strengths has to be um, what are, are the biggest strengths that solve today's problems. So you may have a lot of ancillary benefits that your products bring to the marketplace, but if when you're when you're coming out of a crisis, you want to really get laser focused on that um the the one or it'd be great if it's one, one strength of your company that really solves a market a, a problem in the market right after the crisis because that's right going to offer the most profitability. Well, you're jumping ahead because I'm going to tell you that's actually step three. Okay. And so we did not talk about this. <laughs> that's step three. We're on the right page because that is the answer. But I'm still talking about step two where we're just kind of inventory what's working, right? So I got a really good client base. I got really good referral sources. I've got a really good network of XYZ type professionals or XYZ type people. Exactly right. And then from there, so again, that's what's working. That's what our trick. We do a really good job of client communication. I'm really great at then number there, number three, it's now it's talking about let's innovate, let's pivot, right? And that is exactly right. Which one of those strengths can we build upon coming out of this uh, 90 days to profitability after a crisis, right? So you're exactly right. You just were one step ahead. This is step three where we're now pivoting or innovating, right? And, and it could be improving what you do right now, right? So let's say you're really good at customer service. How can you improve it even more? How can you automate some of that, right? You and I, before we got on the call, we're talking about um, accounts receivable. A lot of people are looking at their revenue and expenses and their accounts receivable right now during the crisis. We could do a whole nother 
podcast on that. Actually, I'd like to do one on that. And, and you might've realized that, gosh, we weren't, we were doing all this work, but not collecting all the money. Right. So there, there might be something that we, we're good at doing the work. We're not good at collecting it. So maybe we need to do a better job of you and I talked about putting a system or process for accounts receivable. And the so, more automation. So when you, when you come out of a crisis now, here's reality. Some people that we work with might have 10, 20, 30 employees. And when you come out of the crisis, you're not going to be able to put 30 people back to work. If you had 30 employees before, there's a very high odds. You won't be able to bring them all back at once. That being said, before you start bringing everybody back, you should ask yourself, how much of this can I automate? I'm not telling you that you want to start laying people off, but automation is going to make your company more profitable and more stable going forward because of systems and processes. And I think that's a lot of people are afraid of the word automation, but when you think of accounts receivable, it should be automated to a point where it, it's clockwork. It doesn't right. mean that there's not somebody hitting send. It doesn't mean that there's not a message. It has to be sent and it's being done by a human being, but it's gotta be like clockwork. Cause that's, that's your lifeblood. That's your business. That's your business. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. So like I was doing like three areas in my business that would benefit from, from me doing it more consistently or better. Right. So I'm really good at communicating with my clients via email. I've been sending out an email about every other day. Gosh, I could add video to that, right? So I usually send like one video a month. Well, gosh, I can make one video a week. That might be a better way to communicate with my existing clients, right? Um, talking about scheduling and calls, uh, I'm really good at, uh, I get a lot of referrals from my centers of influence, uh, CPAs, business brokers, um, business brokers, uh, loan officers, uh, accountants, consultants, right? I could do a better job of staying in touch with them on a more consistent, automated basis, right? Um, Zoom meetings, right? We're all getting into the Zoom meetings. You and I have been doing this for a year and a half already or these podcasts. Um, so we're pretty good at it, but most people are just getting used to that. But you can take that to your advantage. So instead of always having to schedule a lunch or a breakfast or a coffee, or you can schedule a Zoom call. You can schedule a Zoom meeting with two or three people at the same time, right? You know, and as, if, as if your salespeople are in sales, well, of course, salespeople are in sales, but it, you know, they can be more effective with Zoom because I don't know what sales are going to look like. They're definitely going to be different. A lot of people are not going to jump in and want to do face-to-face -face meetings. So you better get used to this. However, think of the drive time that your people are going to be saving because they can set up a Zoom call and literally hang up and be on 10 minutes later on another Zoom call or 15 minutes later be on another Zoom call. Yeah, or, or mix the two together, right? So I was actually talking this weekend with uh, somebody in the banking business, right? And maybe you need a lot more face-to-face -face time in the beginning of the sales process, right? But then we could do more of the review meetings with Zoom calls, right? So instead of, you know, in the banking business, a lot of it is face-to-face to face-to-face-to-face. -to -face -to -face -to -face. Well, maybe it's just the sales process of bringing the new client in that's face-to-face. And then going forward, it's, you know, two lunches and two Zoom meetings, right? And, and maybe that's the increase in efficiency. That's the improvement. That's the innovation, right? Yeah. Um, I was trying to also think about, and I, I mentioned over here, um, talking about what innovate, right? So it could be, uh, is there any marketing messages you want to improve upon? Are there your sales presentation or sales processes you want to improve upon? Um, I was mentioning, you know, networking with your COIs. Is there a new group of COIs? Kind of, who is it? I forget. Uh, oh, uh, Chet. I got two things on it. Chet Burgess. Chet Burgess? That's not the right name. 
<laughs> that's a CPA I know. Uh, Chet Holmes, Chet yeah. Holmes. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and we've talked about this. He's got that book, you know, uh, Automatic Sales or something like that, Automating Sales. I got it in the basement office. Ultimate Sales Machine. There it is, the <laughs> Ultimate Sales Machine. Yeah, there it is. I got mine in my basement office. Yes, exactly right. And so uh, part of he, the Dream 100. This would be a great time dream for you. Yep. Your Dream 100. That could be your Dream 100 clients. That's what he referred to. But it could be your Dream 100 referral lists, right? Yep. Your Dream 100 centers of influence, right? That spend and, some time choosing those. And, and he, here's another reality. I'm going to use my um, LED lighting business um, as an example. Um, I had to do a complete product pivot. Okay, so when I had to analyze my assets, it was my ability to move product all around the world that was that was an asset. I had to get to that point because if all I looked at was my products, see, I can't move those products right now because nobody's moving them. Planes aren't moving them. Boats aren't moving them. It's not happening. So my hands are tied. What can I use of the talents that I have? And it meant I had to, I had to change product lines. Now, that may be very hard for some people to get their head around, but the reality is when you, you want to come out of a crisis, it, when you're left without choices, then you have to look at what are the real assets, you know, going back, um, going back to inventorying your strengths. One of those strengths I had to look at was, okay, if I don't have this product, what other strengths do I have available to continue to earn? Of course, I'm a copywriter and I'm a marketer and I get paid. Well, to coach. Well, that's what I was going to say, like uh, you're a great, so, so you, you got hang on talk to second, Matt. You're breaking up and um, see if you're stable yet. Let's okay, we back. Yeah. So, all right. So I was saying, look at for you a great example. So you've got the copywriting skills, so you can put together some copywriting sales letter, email campaign, which you did. Actually, I can't remember how you did that email or Facebook. I can't remember. Uh, what is another one of your tricks? Networking. You have great connections overseas. That you're a great importer and exporter of products. It was lighting products before, but you still have those same connections that you can import different products, which we talked about that a little bit in the last podcast. Yep. And then you're a great networker, so you can find sales people to sell that new product to here in the United States. That's three of your skills right there. You're a really good copywriter, right? Really good international import-export, and really good at networking and networking sales. Yeah, so it, the, the whole point of all that was you sometimes you what you think are your strengths, you really got to might have to go deeper and go, yeah, well, that's not going to work right now. What are the what other strengths can I bring to the table right now that can drive revenue? Because the, the, the one thing that is not in this list, the number one most important focus that you can have when you're coming out of a crisis is revenue. It's the yes. most important thing. You know, because without revenue, you're not. So, I mean, we talk about you, you've got to, you got to get new clients, get your existing clients to spend. It may mean you're getting all new clients, but working with your existing clients, like what you do really well is you're really good at connecting with existing clients and growing your customer base through, through interaction, one-on-one -on -one interaction. And so you, you want to get those clients purchasing with real money as soon as possible. Right, and it could be like you said, new products to the same uh, clientele, right? It could be um, vice versa, more uh, more of a different client. I'm thinking of a CPA, and, and it's pivoting from uh, you know dental practice to uh, whatever ophthalmologist, right? Now let's 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 expand his market by going after a different market. He specializes in just this market. 
we can use that same and expand to the next part. There's a great video I watched, I think it was this morning actually, Simon Sinek, I think he's got that book, The Power of Why or Why Something, yep. it's all about your why. And one of his little videos on YouTube today was uh, talking about pivoting, coming out of this crisis and pivoting your, uh, your business, pivoting your revenue streams, pivoting how you make your money and how you add value. It starts but, with why, I think is the name of the book. Is it, I'm sorry, it starts with why, yes. I think, I think it is, I'm just going I, through. I think that sounds right. But yeah, well, the pivot coming out, and that's what it is. It's a good way to, it's a great way to explain it because you got one foot down, but you still got to turn, which, which kind of implies you are grounded, meaning you have some things going for you. Those are your strengths. So that, that's your plant foot. The other foot is a pivot because you don't know exactly which direction you're going to go, but once you get all the data together, then you're going to go to that direction like you would in, in basketball. So you can still move that foot. The other one stays planted, but then you're going to go in a direction. And it, that's why I like the word pivot because it really applies to this, to this, what's going on right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of our, our thing it would be a three-step process, right? So you'd say uh, 90 days of profitability after a crisis, right? So number one, uh, you've been through crisis before. How'd you, you know, what'd you learn? What worked, what didn't work? Uh, give yourself confidence that you've done it before. Number two, uh, what's working now? Kind of inventorying your strengths. You've got a good client list. You're good at referral networking. You're good at referral marketing. What are your strengths? And then number three was uh, where you can innovate, improve, or pivot. Those are kind of the three catch words. In innovate, improve, or pivot, right? So could you improve your referral system? Could you improve your networking abilities? Could you pivot, uh, sell a different product through your same chain? Uh, referral networking, can you refer your clients to somebody else and get a different product and get a referral fee for that, right? I don't know what it's going to be, but, but innovate something you already did, improve on something you already do, or pivot to something that's kind of uh, peripheral to what you were doing. Yeah, and one of the things I had a conversation with with somebody was about advertising right now, and um, they they were they were saying, well, why can't we just run a Facebook ads campaign? And I said, have you been on Facebook lately? You know, it's like forty percent ads. It's really competitive. <laughs> so I'm not telling you not to. What I am telling you though, if you are out there throwing ads, you're just throwing money down the drain. Unless so, here, here's the the reality of of ads right now um people are bombarded with ads day in and day out so we have this 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 detector that when as soon as we we see we're being sold to we turn it off and so why does that matter people are seeking information that's what they look for and if they have a problem they want to they want to see if they can solve it themselves now if you tell them how to solve it themselves and they realize wow this person knows that you could solve my problem, let's say your CPA, whatever. You, that person knows how to solve my problem. I could then do it on my own because you've now told me how to do it. However, then I see it's challenging. What am I going to do next? I'm going to go to the, the source of the person who showed me how to solve my problem because I know that they know how. And I think that's where advertising is very different today because there's so much advertising out there. You're going to have to be more liberal with your the way you give out information. I think, like you said, you might have to do more videos. You might have to give out more information, actually that solves people's problem in your emails and what have you, because that's gonna be the advertising of the, of the near future, if not for a long future, because um, 
people are people are way too tired of advertising right now. It's well, it's it's funny you say this exact thing. So so here is a strategy that I will share with you that I am going to do personally, and I'm trying to think of a good catch title, right? So so taking uh, some money that I had advocated towards marketing and advertising, nine thousand dollars, and I'm going to use that nine thousand dollars, and I bet you can't even spend it to network with my dream 100, right? I can't really take him to lunch and breakfast, so it'll probably be mostly Zoom calls right now, right? But, but if I had time, I would do lunches and breakfasts and coffees with my dream 100 because getting in front of them is the number one revenue producer for me, right? My centers of influence, people who send me business, my dream 100, I'd love for you to be a client. But the conversation I'm having with them, so take my advertising money and I'm gonna all allocate it to my dream 100. Now my dream 100 though, what am I doing? I'm having this exact conversation with them, right? 90 days of profitability after crisis. And this is all about them. The conversation is, hey Dave, all right, what so are you doing? Here's, here's Dave the marketer, kicks in. Okay, so here's what I want you to do. Since you normally would take them out for coffee, um, go buy um, a really nice cup, coffee cup, with their logo on it, okay? You can be a small cup, whatever, and then buy them some really high quality coffee. Like it can be Keurig or whatever. Buy them some really high quality coffee and send that to them with a note that says, I really wanted to have a meet you in person and have a cup of coffee with you, but that's not possible. Can we do a Zoom call? And Perfect. okay, now you just gave them a wonderful gift. Now you're not spending the money on AdWords. You're not spending the money at the coffee shop. You're spending the money directly on them and it's their logo on the cup. So they're always going to be proud. That's going to be sitting on the desk and, and you could have it a little signature that says, you know, from Matt Hutchins. Um, but I think that would, and, and it's just my, the first thing that came to mind. No, this is great. This could be a whole other episode. Holy crap. This is awesome. But, but that's a great way to a, so what you're doing is you're taking your advertising dollars and you're giving it to them. And, but it's so memorable. They're going to go, all right, I'll do a zoom call with this guy. Just sent me a nice cup and, uh, and, and the coffee to put in it. Yeah. I'll, I'll do a call with you. And so all of a sudden you've opened a door that maybe you couldn't open otherwise. It's certainly very possible that when, when his phone rings and it says, you know, it's Matt Hutchins. He's going to say, I do need to talk to this guy. This, right. This exactly. is a guy who actually sent me a really nice gift. And I don't even know who he is, but somebody willing to put that money out of their pocket, I'm willing to talk to him. So that's an idea. If you got the budget to spend, spend that's it. a whole other episode, man. We get it in the whole market. But anyway, so this is profitability in 90 days, 90 days of profitability after crisis. Uh, tough times you made it through before. Number two, what's working now? Inventory and your strengths. Number three. Uh, where you can innovate, improve, or pivot going forward. And of course, all that revolves around making money. Making money. And that's what you, that's what we're all going to, we're all looking forward to making more of that as soon as we go back to work. You're in Georgia and they, uh, they let We've you. opened up for tattoo parlors and bowling alleys and uh, restaurants and haircuts, which I, I'm, I, I'm waiting for the haircut. I'm hoping that I can go get a haircut. Um, I'll go during the week next week that week is, People go back to work, but I am here in Florida, so there's good chance we'll open May 1st. So that'd be awesome. Um, All right, man, where can we find Mr. Mulvaney? You can find me at davidmulvaney.com. Connect with me on LinkedIn at David Mulvaney. And uh, you can find our show at profitabilitymd.com. 
Right. And then I'm Matt Hudgens and I'm over at LinkedIn and I got a 10xprofitblueprint.com, which is my coaching website, 10xprofitblueprint.com. And then our podcast here, Profitability MD, is found everywhere you find podcasts, Spotify, uh, the iTunes podcast. Uh, I use Overcast personally. So anywhere you find a podcast, you can find us, our YouTube channel, Profitability MD, our website, profitabilitymd.com. We're all over the place, Dave. We are all over the place. And here's the thing. If you've got a business and you're not sure how to come out of this, um, we, you know, Matt and I are building a small mastermind. And what a mastermind is, is, is really great minds coming together. And um, you, you need, we all need some people to, to bounce stuff off, just like the coffee cup thing. Yeah, Matt, exactly. I just, exactly right. What this is the type of thing that a mastermind can produce. You can produce results for your business. If, if you're looking for that little, edge that you need right now to come out of this thing and be prosperous, get in touch with Matt or I, and uh, we'll all get on a three-way call and, uh, and we'll talk about it. So that'd be great. Looking forward to a little mastermind group. All right, Matt, great to see you. Take it easy.